Welcome back, everyone, to Roofing Insights Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest and a very special conversation. Hira from The Roof Store is in the studio today. We're going to talk about suppliers in the roofing industry. Very, very controversial topic because supply and demand in the roofing industry have changed in the last 10, 15 years. I want to start, Hira, with your story. How did you get in the roofing industry and what's the story behind The Roof Store? Well, thank you, Dimitri. So I got into this business because I identified roofing as the next biggest thing in, uh, th that was lacking systems uh, in their business models. What I didn't know was which part of the roofing industry. So for a year and three months, and I say year and three months, not because I was planning for that to be that length of time, but I needed to know, <clears throat> um, I didn't know when I was going to figure it out, but I knew that once I figured it out, then I would go all in on that specific niche. Uh, so I built a, a, a specific website that gathered information. I was able to take calls, answer emails. Beautiful name, by the way, The Roof Store. Thank you. Thank what, you. what kind of tra traffic you start getting right away? Well, the traffic wasn't, uh, wasn't all that great, but the SEO was there. And so um, I wasn't gauging in the form of, of success in the form of sales. It was basically data analytics, data crunching, gathering information to figure out what was going to be the specific... Uh, industry to go into beside like in, within the uh, roofing industry. And so uh, we were finding out, and I'll fast forward a year and three months, uh, we were getting a lot of calls, a lot of inquiries for products. And uh, you would think... What kind of products? <clears throat> so it was all over the place. Let's say, for example, um, malarkey ice and water. I would get calls from contractors around Ohio saying, hey, can you ship me uh, this ice and water? Can you ship it? And I'm thinking, okay, great, but do you realize it's going to be $200 to ship it? Yeah, yeah, but that's, you know what, that's what we got to do because that's what the homeowner wants and I can't get it here in Ohio. What do you mean you can't get it in Ohio? No, it's not available. And so what seemed to me common sense, really that's not the way it operates. Within certain jurisdictions, you're going to have a lot of product, uh, I guess, uh, market availability, and then you cross the border, and there isn't any. And look, I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. How it's, can you describe industry from supply uh, chain to the outsider? Like, if someone doesn't know how roofing world works, how can you explain? How is it different from other industries? There's a lot of control from mm. the top down. There's a lot of control. Who's in control in the roofing industry? I would say manufacturers. Manufacturers. Manufacturers, I would say. Asphalt shingles? Uh, or? Really, it, maybe they're the, that set the, the conversation or the tone, mm -hmm. but it's definitely a very closed-knit group of individuals. And not everybody's allowed in, right? I'm definitely not allowed in. What, what do you mean by that? Because I've heard it so many times. I've heard someone <clears throat> last year told me that they had $300 million um, to open essentially supply location and they couldn't because no one would sell to them. So, And I've heard this story so many times over, all over the country. Would you say we do have monopoly or a monopolized market? <clears throat> I, th there's a lot of protection going on. And... What seems common sense, you could just, if you have the ability to, to sell it to market to respectfully represent that brand, then you would think that you have the ability to just sell it, right? Because the whole idea is, is in other markets, 
would uh, or another industry that I'm familiar with is um, uh, let's say Cartier, right? Not everybody can sell Cartier watches. Not everybody should sell Cartier watches because it's going to dilute the brand. Are they going to present it properly? Uh, are they going to maintain the 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 aura, the the the, the entire reason why people uh, buy it? Do they understand the market, the buyers of the Cartier watches? And the same thing with you would think that that would be the the only litmus test that as long as that person passes or that company and identity and, and company brand transfers that value over to um, or, or their mission statement over to the end user, then it's fine. But that's not the way it works. <clears throat> We've been told no by plenty of companies that will not sell to us, will not allow us to represent What do product. they usually say? So you knock at the door, you come to their office. What are they looking for? Is it the size? Is I would it... say who recommended you, right? And look, it's the truth. That's just what it is. And I'm okay with it. I'm not here to, to... The path of least resistance, obviously, as a human being, we want to follow that. Sure. But at the same time, there's so much opportunity in this business that we don't need to win every battle, get every account. We're going to find, number one, the lowest hanging fruit of the people that appreciate what we're trying to do, that appreciate the way we're doing it, and how we're bringing value to the roofing contractors. Because the reason to exist is not from the selfish as, uh, aspect of, oh, here, we want to sell you something. Because roofing contractors do not need any more salespeople trying to sell them something. What they need is partners that are going to provide them what it is that they're going to help them facilitate what they do. We have a mission statement. Our job or our mission is to be a valued resource to roofing contractors. Now, what does that mean? That means that being that my specialty is marketing, then why don't I feature them as a top roofing contractor? Why don't I use our skill sets uh, and SEO skills to help them rank higher in their in, in their journey to try to rank higher on, on, on Google or whatever it is they're trying to do to get But more customers? As a supplier, how are you going to do that? How are you going to help them to be in... Well, we're gonna, we're already doing it, so we're very transparent. This, this company, this industry, lacks transparency. We post everything for and all the information for everybody to see. We have zero secrets, and that's how we present ourselves to customers, to roofing contractors. And by doing that, they appreciate the transparency because we say, "Look, these are our prices. You don't need an account." And even when you go to the checkout page, we even say, "No account needed." You go in there if. You're ready to buy 96 boxes of nails, and and you appreciate the fact that you're going to receive free shipping, and you love the price. Then great. Then it it it's a no-brainer. Is your mission statement also to save them money, to increase their profit margins? Because at the end of the day, if our reason to exist is to help them in their journey, then we deserve to also win. But if it's from the selfish aspect of we're trying to make a sale, then we don't deserve to win. Well, the biggest players in the industry are suppliers, you know, Beacon, ABC, SRS, and their big, biggest margins are in accessories. And this is where you come in and you specialize in accessories. And also the biggest pushback from the consumer, from end user these days is a price increase because people remember paying certain price five, seven years ago. And we all understand inflation, and we understand that your cell phone is not $300 anymore. It's $1,500. Mm -hmm. And your truck is not $30,000, but it's $50,000 or $80,000 now. 
But people are not willing to pay that much more for the roof. How do you help that? And how do you control your cost? Are you truly direct to consumer or how many middlemen do we have in the industry with big box stores and how many middlemen they have going with you? When I go to establish a relationship with a vendor, I tell them, let's make sure that we get a proper at bat, a fair at bat. And if we're not going to get the same price or better than what ABC, Beacon, SRS, and all the other billion dollar companies have, then thank you, but I'd rather not take on that, that as a vendor, that company as a vendor. And so as long as those pre-qualifications are there, the reason why they would want to do business with us is because we're able to deploy our systems, have a, low, have a lower cost of acquisition of a customer, and we're going to therefore pass up all the savings. We have, we have a very modest gross profit margin. We pass up the rest. And we do that for a reason, because the current distribution system is, is, is just not working very well. As you say, in, in many situations, you've identified this a long time ago, and you talk about it on numerous of your episodes. And the important part is going to be transparency, no more opaqueness. People need to see the value of not paying a premium for the convenience of having the accessories delivered to the job. The biggest pushback we get that to me shouldn't be is <clears throat> oh, great price, but it's good quality. Yes, it is. They pass all the other minimum standards. And then they say, okay, well, it, it, they give objections. And then they eventually say, ah, we just really like the convenience of having it dropped off with the shingles. I say, okay, great. But you're also paying for that premium. And is that premium worth paying double for your cap notes for, your boots, for, for your pipe boots, for your sealant, for coil nails. Is it worth it? No, it's not. Oh, but we really like it. No, you're going to have a project manager that's going to oversee. Hopefully, <laughs> the project manager visits your project sites on every job. And as great as your guys might have been, whether it be a subcontractor or your own paid staff that actually installs the shingles, if you blink... They're not going to do it according to how it should be, okay? If the code says, or let's say the manufacturer's uh, warranty in order to qualify, if they say you have to lay every 12 inches a cap nail for that underlayment, they're not going to do it every 12 inches if that project manager is not on their ass. Excuse me. Absolutely. Right? And oh, I, I have a follow-up question right away. Um, if you guys watching us on YouTube, please comment below. I want to know which mentality are you between the two. So there's two mentality amongst contractors. One mentality is focus on sales. Don't trip over pennies to save a dollar. And another mentality is save every penny. It will save you a dollar later. And I have so many contractors. I remember I've been in so many warehouses the last few years, like Heath Hicks. You know, he has buckets, he has nails, he has underlayments, ice and waters. And there's so many contractors who could put a price on accessories. They stock everything by pallets. They save $150, $200 per job, which when you do 20 jobs per week, you do the math. It pays for your warehouse. It pays for your foreman. It pays for everything. But then there's people who are paper contractors. It's also mentality. Like, why would I have a warehouse? Why would I organize my office? Why would I organize someone, you know, um, 
why would I pay someone to pay to deal with materials? I'll just pay ABC Supply extra 100 bucks per job. Now I don't have overhead. So it's two different mentalities. Which one are you? I want to know from you. Comment below. But how much do you think contractors can save if they buy everything? If they are smart buyers and they go to Home Depot, Lowe's, locally, online, at the roof store, go direct to manufacturers, direct to source and buy everything. How much do you think they can save per job? <clears throat> On the shingles, it's not going to be that much. Um, accessories. And, uh, accessories. Shingle, okay. sh shingles of the books. It's That's monopoly right there. You yeah. can't touch that. Yeah. <clears throat> On the accessories, you're looking at an average of 30 to 60%, probably a little bit more in savings for each and every each and every product. And in the past, when people used to talk bulk, the, re the quantities that people spoke of were extremely big and cost prohibitive for most people. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is to lower the minimums to as low as we possibly can so that we can make that transaction positive and still provide free shipping. Imagine the ability to combine the Amazon model, which is the ease of use of our systems, with Costco that, yes, you're not going to buy one box of cereal on every visit, but you got to buy two, maybe three. And those are reasonable minimums to buy. And it's worth it because the current premiums on the convenience is not worth the price of that convenience. Got it. There's a lot of roofing products already selling on Amazon. Can Amazon be a threat to business like you? With their warehousing, with their shipping, same deal, delivery, all of that. Why you're not afraid? You're shaking your hand, uh, head now. Why you are not afraid of Amazon? Not even close. Why? The prices can't even compare. But why can't they enter the game? And is it not worth their while? Because I know Amazon have tried to enter roofing space and there's even selling shingles. They've been there has been plenty of talks. What stops manufacturer of accessory underlayments, pie boots, sell directly on Amazon? I think it would have to be so Amazon has two models, right? They have the products that they either import, create, manufacture, or directly house in their warehouses. And then there's the second one which is the third-party sellers that Amazon allows in their marketplace. So please clarify on that because nonetheless... They, they had 15% on it just to use that and then you, you ship. So it's not Amazon Prime. It's not shipped by Amazon, but they're pretty much just selling it online. So in order to qualify to be a seller for Amazon, you have to sign up and, and provide some guarantees that that person's going to be able to have returns. It's just a lot of a lot of things that we're saying no. We guarantee that everything that people buy is going to arrive at their at their place uh, exactly how it is. If it's dented or something wrong, let me know. And we're going to fix it. But because people are buying in bulk, we're not going to have the ability to say, "Oh, well, we don't really want the ninety six. We just wanted eighty and then take back 16. With Amazon, when they sign up for that, if they're a third-party seller or, or you know, being allowed to sell in the marketplace, they have to agree to those things. 
And there's a lot of costs associated with Amazon as a seller that I personally don't believe that is necessary. I believe anybody selling on Amazon are the people that are looking for an, for an, easy, uh, an easy flow mm. of their sales. But at the end of the day, they don't own the IP. They don't own the brand. They can be turned off or kicked out at any time. But they're Amazon. They're so big. Yeah, but th- again, the cost of paying all that. And, and at the end of the day, you don't really have anything. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build something that's meaningful, that's fulfilling, that's going to last a long time, that really is going to help people, that is going to help the roofing contractors. And by us owning and controlling the systems that we have, that we deploy, doing everything in-house, bringing marketing in-house, not outsourcing, everything that we do is in-house. We just pass on the savings. And I just don't think that Amazon can compete. I, I, I just don't see, I mean, I don't know if, if I don't know if they, so far, look, maybe they can. What, what about Home Depot? Home Depot Lowe's. Home Depot have been trying to get in the roofing game for years, and um, they sell the same shingles. You know, it's the same JF, it's the same owners corning at Lowe's. Underlayments are untouchable price. You go to Home Depot to buy like Feldbuster, like ABC cannot touch that. So roofers still will buy at ABC, and this is maybe for you, you to really think outside the box, like why roofers are not buying from services like yours, even if it's in box, in town, available, roofers still not going to go to Home Depot, they're going to go to ABC. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, if, I, I've heard this debate for so many years, and maybe guys, comment below too. Why wouldn't you buy from Home Depot when it's the same product, it's cheaper, and it's your, in your town, and you still wouldn't do it? I, on opposite, I do know a lot of contractors who buy from Menards, who buy from Lowe's, who buy from Home Depot. I, I bought quite a few roofs from Home Depot and Menards. Session, uh, Menards here, local store, they offer every once in a while 11% discount. And back in the That's day, pretty big. it's big. And back in the day, they would actually honor it on own scorning shingles. So every time they have that sale, the price before 11% would be pretty competitive with ABC or Beacon. And every time they do 11%, I would just come in and I would buy like 10, 15 roofs. Whatever I have on the schedule for the next two weeks, every order comes from it. Uh, I used to have this townhome. I remodel entire place. The way they pay you 11% is a rebate to the store, but it's a huge store. So like, I'll give you an example. I would have on hand 15 to $20,000 in rebates from Menards. I mean, think about it. You're buying 10 roofs. It's like 30 grand. Yeah. That's right there, over three grand. Mm-hmm. And then you want to remodel kitchen? They sell kitchen. They sell cabinets, install too. So you come in and all my appliances, <laughs> all my kitchen, flooring, carpets, everything comes always from Menards. Plus, they do have all accessories. They have gutter products. They, they have anything exterior. So whatever I could use for business, I would use for business, but also to remodel my own place. Uh, you cannot touch that. How do they do it? I have no idea. I remember, I think I was buying either from ABC Supply or Beacon, and I would call them. I'm like, guys, here's my price this week. Can you touch it? They can't touch it. And I know their margins is pretty low, but I would buy underlayments, ice and water, everything. Even EPDM, in 2015, I would pay $679 on the roll of EPDM, like 60 mil. Mm-hmm. You know, Beacon, Allied products back in the day, they could not touch that price. 
or they could match it if they really wanted my business. But what's stopping, why do you think roofers don't buy from those stores, from big box stores? Convenience. They need to become more, more intellectually independent and, and it also has to do with ambition. So, oh, by the way, let, let me just backtrack a little bit. So on the Home Depot thing, maybe not all their products, but I know firsthand from conversations I've been in, Beacon sells to Home Depot on some of their products. Did you know that? Uh, I knew that even Beacon or uh, both Beacon and ABC, they were. It, it's really weird. That market, that mm -hmm. end of the industry, it's crazy. When I heard about it, it's a true story. You know, they would Home Depot would sell it, but then they would actually get it from one of the big suppliers, and they would lose money on it. But they wanted to. Uh, they get rebates uh, back. So what happens is that. They Beacon also want to roof, uh, roofers to do business with them. So two two ways street for them. Two two bonuses. One is rebates, and second they would get roofers buying other stuff. It's that Milwaukee section or Dewalt. <laughs> they would mm -hmm. buy tools from them. And, and what happens is that before, let's say, Beacon sells to Home Depot, the price is pre-negotiated and approved by the manufacturer. So it it would well it normally would be a losing transaction because they have special authority for that specific transaction or perhaps season or whatever product it is, the manufacturer authorizes a lower price and they get paid a premium for pencil pushing. They, they never even house the product. It goes directly from manufacturer to Home Depot to whichever locations and they keep an administrative fee. Hmm. That's how that one works. So who gets rebates, uh, Beacon or Beacon. Home Depot? Beacon, Beacon does. So Home Depot doesn't even get it. But they... uh, I don't know about that. I just know where when you mentioned how is it possible for a retailer to sell for lower than what most people can get it for, even on the, on the distribution end. So those are special deals that are unique, and they're not going to go on forever. So whenever there's some inventory management, look, companies are never – there to do you a favor. So if there's a sale or a special price, it's because some way, somebody down the line, the products are just, they're collecting dust in a warehouse and they need it gone. And so they need to clear it out. They have the presence, they have the customers. And so they just clear it out at whatever price. And it's at whatever price. That's usually how that works. But those aren't things that you can build a business model on. Sure. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm going to say, look, consistently, because of our transparency, we're going to offer our prices, and you can trust that we're going to come at you aggressively with our lowest and best every time. And if, you, uh, and if you come back and you say, oh, well, how about this? And I said, well, we've done enough market research to say that even on the internet, we do have the lowest price, but if for some reason, then let's talk, in the, you know, let's talk you know, container loads or truck loads, and then we could potentially lower that price even further. Let's talk about nails. What's going on in the nail market? Because nails, used, <clears throat> I remember I used to buy nails at 15, 16 bucks. You just told me this morning that you were selling them at $16. It's so cheap because I remember nails were up to 50 a box. What's going on with nails right now? Is it comeback story? Okay, so nails is very interesting. Um, all right, so we began our journey uh at the same price that Beacon, ABC, and, and everybody, we're all on equal grounds when it comes to nails. And that's how it started back 
uh, in the last quarter of 2022 because that's when we launched. And it's been fine uh, because we're able to operate leaner because when you walk into a Beacon ABC SRS, you walk in there and you see uh, and a bunch of people behind the counter. They don't have their updated systems. They, 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 have, to price, they have to charge a lot more. And here's a ratio that's really fascinating. I'll, I'll get back to the nails in a little bit. But there's a ratio that people aren't really thinking about and how much waste and premium they're paying unnecessarily. <clears throat> when you walk into any of those stores, you see a lot of people that are uh, having office work, right? Whether it be sales, it doesn't matter. It's still office. But when you compare the ratio of those number of people in the office to the number of people that are handling material, Shouldn't, wouldn't it make sense that in a distribution warehouse where you're actually moving material, that the number of people that are moving the material outnumbers the number of people that are pencil pushing or typing on a keyboard? I don't know. So that's a lot of waste. And that's another reason when you, when you look at us, it's like, well, as long as I have internet, we got it. We're 95% online. Hmm. Okay. So how can they compete with that? I don't know if they can. So when we're selling it at $27.44 for a box of nails delivered free shipping, that's a big deal because the average cost of the price of nails across the country is $55. Some people might pay $55. Some people might, might pay $45. <clears throat> is few, there a minimum with that? Yes, $96. $96. And, and so look, today you can order 96 box of nails at your website, the roof store. Hold on, the roof dot store. That's the website, right? Yes. So the roof dot store, you buy ninety six box. Which is it a pallet? It pallet is forty eight. Forty eight. So one two pallets. Corner. Yes, two pallets. Mm -hmm. I mean, two pallets. You'll go if you're doing roof a day. I'm talking about what maybe a month. It'll last you pretty fast. But yeah. you will. I mean, you're saving per job every day like forty bucks. But if you save forty dollars on nails, then you save forty dollars, fifty dollars on synthetic file paper. Then you sell. You save fifty, sixty dollars on ice and water. It's all adds up. You know what's crazy to me? How much roofers waste money versus how much they make. They just don't care. When I come to the business as a consultant, I start looking at the money wasted in marketing, money wasted in pretty much everywhere. It's just mm -hmm. like honestly, we print money, but we also waste money. You know, because tickets are so big, you you do ten thousand dollar project, you make thousand bucks. But then you could make $1,100, and they don't care because they pay for the convenience and the convenience of delivery, convenience of whatever. But if you count their ads, if you count their waste and marketing, if you count their uh, their insurance audits, like all the cost that goes in, you have no money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And they don't know their break-even point either. So you have to watch every dollar where it goes. And I th I, it's just a smart business. I remember I used to buy pallets of nails. I would buy like six pallets. Uh, I bought six pallets of nails at $15 a box plus 11% discount. It was mm -hmm. the best deal of nails ever. Yeah. And that store offered me to buy a couple pallets back for me like at a higher price later because of the shortage. Did you do it? No. No, you're like, no way. No, you're no, like, heck no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is the markups are ridiculous, they're absurd, they're unnecessary, and all it is is... Is it because we have so many middle uh, men? It's also because the middlemen that do exist are operating so wastefully. Like, again, when you walk into their stores, you see a bunch of people 
at, at their locations, at, at, at all the distribution houses. They don't need that. So I'm coming in. We built the systems first. And we're going to say we're going to operate lean and mean and pass on the rest. With nails, um, even at $27.44 for shipping, um, we, we set that price. And we're happy with, with the modest margin. But now what we've done is gone higher up on the food chain, become more vertically integrated so that now we can start. So we're, we're tasking ourselves with the hard job of doing the hard work of, of earning our space, of, of carving new paths and saying, we're going to work hard and we're going to pass on, we have a commitment, we're going to pass on as much as we can to the roofing contractors. And for the roofing contractors that are intelligent enough to understand that they need to worry about what input costs are, they're going to benefit. And let me tell you, there's a lot of smart people out there. And they'll call, they'll email at, at, your, at your conference, which, by the way, has been the best one we've ever attended. Uh, amazing conference. And, um, and we definitely recommend that a lot of vendors, well, not every vendor can go. You have to actually get approved by you. So uh, whoever you do approve, uh, they're going to be benefiting greatly. Love it. Question for you about big players. Why is that that manufacturers cannot do business with the roofers direct, even with the national big accounts? I'm talking about companies who are doing 100 million. Like back in the day, you know, JF, OC, ICO, they would sell direct. What kind of deals do they have with the suppliers where – you know, like Monarch Roofing or, you know, the Apple Roofing, your biggest players, I've talked to so many of them, even companies who are spending 20, 30 million a year on product cannot write a check. Sometimes those companies spend more on shingles, for example, uh, with manufacturer, well, essentially manufacturer, more than some of the local supply houses do. You know, local ABC would do like 30 million a year. Well, that's how much big, company makes a year why do we have that because just like i've heard you and gary gary v say that they're playing defense and when they play defense they're going to lose because that they're just being uh lazy and trying to protect the old business model now that business model won't always be around internet is correct equalizer correct it is and they are forcing People that are that see opportunities. That's why we got into this space. Once we identified roofing, then we spent a year and three months isolating and identifying that it was distribution where we needed to be, where we could serve the, the highest purpose and we could help the most people. And once those people continue down that path, it's going to force intelligent people like Martin Pettigrew uh, and, and others like yourself and, and, and all the other people that uh, have the ability that have the financial resources and the intellect and the resourcefulness to seek new paths to, and if they don't exist, to create them. Um, that's the future. So just because the future has, the past has been a certain way, that doesn't mean that the next 20 or 30 years are going to look the same. And from the conversations we've had off camera, that's what I'm gathering is that even though, you know, you and I had never met before a couple of weeks ago. It's interesting how we talk today and we're aligned in so many ways. We have certain things in common and we have parallel. We had been 
finding out in our own ways to try to go up higher on the food chain. And he's got some big announcements. I'm not going to say anything about it. It's not my place. I'll say it. We have a product. And uh, so we actually have underlayment, synthetic uh, and ice and water underlayment. And I'll talk to you about uh, logistics next because logistics is the biggest problem. So we have this opportunity over a year ago. I invested in the company. Not invested, but partner up with a company directly in China. I have Russian partner who have been there for 10 years. He is like Dimitri in the United States on this end. He is me in China. He reached out to me because when he looked at the industry, he could not understand why we have so many middlemen and he wanted to sell direct as well. So I'm pretty sure in the future market will be shaken uh, more deals. Even I'm pretty sure we will do some partnerships or some kind of uh, deals together. And by the way, if you guys come into IRE at Dallas next week, come find me, come find Hira. He is going to have a booth. But let's talk about logistics. One of the reasons... I'm a, such a slow mover, even with my product. If you watch my videos, if you watch my gutter guards, for example, you'll see roofing insides underlayment on a table, but I still did not announce it because I don't want to make too much noise until I'm ready. But I'm getting there. And once I make a move, it'll be solid and we're going to be marching on. But logistics is the biggest problem, moving accessories, covering all the states. I know it's killing a lot of manufacturers. I know that's why Malarkey does not sell on this. I mean, they do sell, but strategically in few cities, they're not going to cover all Midwest, but they'll do Minneapolis. But unfortunately for them, from Seattle to Minneapolis, it costs so much to be competitive here, let's say with Owings Corning, they have to lower the price, not be as profitable or they have to figure it out because mm-hmm. it's United States. We don't have railroads like we have <laughs> in uh, Europe. And logistics here sucks. Like, they just suck. How you fix that problem? <clears throat> it's reinventing the way that manufacturers package. An example is bullet boots. Great product. very wasteful in how they ship. So I get them in boxes of 16. Hmm. Now keep in mind, my commitment to you guys is to provide you free shipping every time. So I have to figure out, the job's on me, I have to figure out how the heck I'm going to make it profitable to deliver to your doorstep the product. At 16 units, no, it's all being wasted. But what if you restructure the definition of a box of bullet boots. And that's what I've done. So I get them shipped to our warehouse and I ship them. Some products leave from different warehouses. Um, Bullet boots is something that I keep in the house and I actually ship it directly. That's the most cost-effective way. So I actually take them out of the 16 units out of a box. I pack them into a box that is only 25% bigger than the existing box. I squeeze 32 in there, and now it's feasible. So just because things are the way they currently are doesn't mean that you can redefine them. Once you redefine and you break the limitations that exist and you creatively solve that solution, as Jim Rohn says, you don't have a problem. You have lack of ideas. But, I mean, manufacturers can can cheat that with removing some weight from their shingles. But unfortunately, with the ice and water with the synthetic felt papers and stuff, 
there's not much you can do. I mean, pallet is a pallet. 36 rolls is 36 rolls. What are you going to do there? You adjust the minimums. We used to sell, by the way, we had, we had them for a short amount of time. If you go to our TikTok, you can see where I was uh, selling boxes of nails at $25. Free shipping. And then I get a phone call, and you know, you know how that works. And in fact, this is this is why we're on here is that is to discuss how how um, how unfair it is that because at the end of the day, the people who suffer are the end users, the homeowner, the roofing contractor, and those are the people who 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 lose out on this. <clears throat> With us, we're not emotionally attached to any price. We don't care what the price is. We have a formula. What are the prices? Is we provided that, but so. but if you in Texas, if your website says in Texas twenty five dollars per box, and I'm in Alaska, what are you going to not ship to me in Alaska? <clears throat> well, that's the thing is, it, in Alaska, we never opened up that territory, so yeah. we started selling at twenty five dollars. How many states here are now? Uh, fifty? No, forty nine. Forty nine states. Yeah, everyone but <clears throat> Alaska. Exactly. <laughs> but check this out with this new vertical integration model that we just uh, incorporated. It opens up Canada and Alaska. Okay. But um, it's... Are you excited about Canada? Yes. But it's not something I can take on right away. Sure. Because we have to make sure that the infrastructure is built out first, and that's going to take us time. How yeah. Canada is different from the United States? It's a very different market, isn't it? Yes, and the truth is, I know zero about it. <laughs> so um, I know where my vulnerabilities are. I know where weaknesses are. And so uh, unless, uh, until infrastructure is built out, I won't go into it, but at least it gives us the opportunity uh, with this new relationship to go in there. We're going to be doing it in Texas first. Um, I actually lost my train of thought on what I was about to say right before that. It's okay. What's your, uh, <clears throat> what's your favorite state or f favorite market? Man, I, I love it all. To me, it's the same because it, it's, it's really about the people that we help. What do you mean you, you have no emotional attachment to the price? The price is the price. Whether it's $10 or $100, we don't care what the price is. Because if we're getting it for that price, that means that our competitors are getting it for that price or even higher on a few things. And we're going to add our very modest and fair gross profit margin. And that's the price. That's how we come up with it. Hmm. Each product has different numbers that we have to do in order to meet profitability. But talking about logistics, you're not afraid that logistics will kill your margins? Um, that is the biggest expense. But you, when you just have to, it, all it is is you have to adjust the minimum quantity. That's what we were talking about. Um, and so let's say we're a pallet of nails. Uh, when we were selling at 25, we were, we were able to do it at 48 because that's just the way it was. But then... Somebody got mad that we sold across this other state and this and that. And so we got a phone call and they raised our price outside of Texas by $2 per box. So all we did was we said, okay, it's, it used to be um, $25. Now we have to sell it at $27.44. Uh, let's just make it simple for systems. And now everybody gets that price. And then we said, you know what? And we lowered the price in Hawaii out of that. We're like, you know what? Screw these people. We're going to lower the price in Hawaii because before it was California and Hawaii. It was um, maybe 50 cents more. We said, you know what? No. We're going to keep it at their price and hopefully they'll benefit. You know, But, but, but yeah. But so how, how can you do it? Because Hawaii is so far. You have to ship it on a boat. and I think it's like a couple days. It's our price. But it's you're going to lose money. No. You're not going to lose money. Not if one you, penny. You, but if you ship one pallet to Hawaii. <clears throat> because... It's of 
it, it's because of the relationships that we've built hmm. and we have one specific company that we buy from and we're, we're using their warehouses in those markets. I see. So we're going to, we're going to maximize and squeeze out, squeeze out every single possible price break that we can. And while we already know what, what the current distribution model is doing it, they keep it, they put it in their pocket, but that's not why we deserve to exist. If we're going to deserve to exist because we're providing a value to the end user, to the homeowner, to the customer, to the contractors. Got it. So you're always going to try to be the cheapest guy. I want to provide the most value and provide the highest Got quality. It. You're going to save me the most money. Talk to me, elaborate a little bit more on SEO because I've never heard uh, someone who sells products caring about their SEO, how that's going to help. Because if Google didn't see it, hear about it, or it went through their systems, it didn't exist. But how did they benefit? How do I benefit? It's good for you, but what's there for me? Because everybody needs to worry about running their systems in some kind of way so that it's crawlable by Google. That's the only way on this planet to lower and maximize the cost of acquisition for every customer. In every business, and that is one skill set that is transferable across every single industry. I'm not following you. you okay, so you SEO. Okay, so if it, let's say, for example, um, business cards. Okay. Okay. Uh, what we do, you've seen those um, those electronic business cards that they tap and they're fancy yep. looking yep, right. and all that. Okay, well, that's a paid service and it's a third party that does it. <clears throat> so what happens is, oh, go, go ahead. Oh, so what happens is that when people use that system, they're outsourcing to the third party. And what's the name of that company? Doesn't matter, but wait. Um, they're, they're, uh, one tap is one of them. Okay. So one tap. So one tap, they have their systems and they click on it. And it's, now it goes into your contacts. And when you go to click on it, it's going to go to their website first and then it'll, it, it'll give you the information. But see, it went through there. <clears throat> what I do is I use title tags and meta description of every web page and I design every web page to make sure that I maximize that with the graph image. Are you familiar with the graph image? No. Okay, so the graph image is <clears throat> on the website, the image that shows up when I send you the link, whether it be email or through text, okay. it'll show up on your phone. So um, what I do is I have the title tag be my name and the name of the company, and then the description, is the meta tag description is going to be um, phone number, information, email, so that when I send it to you, you're going to see it, and you can do whatever you want with it, but if you, and if the image is going to be a picture of me, just like a business card. Sure. And then when you click on it, it goes directly to a very specific page on the website that's going to have my information and the ability for you and a form there that says, oh, it was nice to meet you. How may I help you? And you're going to type in whatever you want. In fact, that's what I use every day in every business. And even on your, uh, on your roofing uh, process conference, I had the tablet there where if anybody uh, wanted to find out information or perhaps we wanted to stay in touch, we said, would you please put your information right here? And so it increases the site authority in Google's eyes. But it's your authority, not mine. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in this case, I'm saying that people need to take more control of everything that they're doing, bring as much in-house as they can because they're giving so many things away. Everything, And, and that's just one instance in business card aspect. Then there's, uh, when we talk about SEO... Um, it, it's the transparency. Google will always give the higher ranking 
in search results in the SERP to the company that is most aligned with helping Google's customer get their questions answered, helping them in any kind of way, and save them time and money. So as long as one, well, this is something that you tell people too, is provide content that helps people. Because if it's not helping people, then it doesn't deserve to even be said or, or even spoken or done. So we built our business in order to lower the cost of acquisition of customer. We understand SEO extremely well, and we provide the most information on any specific product and anything that we do, even on the micro level, is built to maximize traffic. Okay, uh, so let's say we're talking about, um, uh, we had a customer last week who said, can you please send me a PDF with the information for the Bullet, uh, Bullet California boot? And I said, um, okay, sorry, just to make sure, is, is there any information missing on, on the website, on the page that you have the book? He said, no, no, it's all there. We want to share it with the client. Okay, please send them that link and you, they're going to have everything. In order to truly provide the best savings and pass on the savings, that means I'm not going to have PDFs. I'm not going to email you anything. If something's missing, I will gladly, within a very reasonable amount of time, we, we're very fast, Got it. we're going to put it in there. Uh, but people need to, uh, roofing contractors in any business, they need to utilize the tools that are out there and think about that and uh, have that be the driver to how they execute. Their website should be the headquarters to their business. It shouldn't be anything else. And this is, they're going to have to build to this because unless they become an actual developer, they're not going to be able to do this. But maybe they need to partner up with a marketing company, or not a marketing company, but perhaps somebody that can help them do it. And I know for a fact that that you guys do that. So they need to be more aligned with you through directory because there's so many things that you can help them with. And uh, they really, they just need to... Uh, go to you for these things and actually just have them develop it, uh, have you develop it. Quick question on um, manufacturers versus suppliers. Do you see in the near future manufacturers are going back to selling directly to the consumer? I, I've heard some rumors that a few of the big names are investing in the warehousing and stuff, and some manufacturers don't like their relationship with the suppliers, and they do want to sell direct. Do you see that's coming? Eventually... Middlemen get cut out if they don't have enough value. And GAF is already going direct with their Timberline solar line. Mm -hmm. So they are no longer using distributors for that. <clears throat> and, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, true story. In fact, um, there's a, a, a great company, amazing people. They've been around since 1971, uh, Joe Ochoa Roofing in Houston. And great people, amazing leadership. And um, probably the most... When you talk to their salespeople, they know more about the building code than, than anybody I've ever talked to. Great people, their hearts are in an amazing place. And well, um, I don't know if this is ever going to come to fruition, but they were talking to me about, hey, let's see if we could do something to where, you know, to, to some kind of partnership or some kind of deal that we could do, right? Just, just talk. Like, you never know what you're going to get out of a conversation. Sure. And, uh, and so I welcome those conversations, and, and I'm hoping that uh, if they're ready to take on a nationwide market, because that's really how my systems are deployed, I don't just deploy them arbitrarily to a small region. I can't do that. When I deploy them, I deploy them nationwide. That's the way they are because it's the most productive way of doing something. And I don't really have a choice. My thing is to provide the best value to Google so that Google can give us access to their clients. A lot of contractors don't want to invest in the offices, don't want to invest in the warehouse. They think they can save a lot 
by working from their basements. True or false? What's your answer to that? <clears throat> True. And I will tell you why. So what I try to do is I try to say, okay, well, put my mind and 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 my frame of mind is to put myself in their shoes. And the only thing that I can come up with is that that's okay because they are probably happy with the level of business that they got. They're not as ambitious as the next guy. And so they're probably not doing it because they just don't really want to grow. And if they say they want to grow, then they know damn well that that's not the way to do it. They know well, they know what the path to success is. They know that they have to get up earlier. They have to outwork everybody else, that they have to get the office. And as you say, you have to get the office first. Well, first wrap your car. Then you got to get your office. And the most important person you hire, you've said is, the, the receptionist or the, you know, the person that has on where sure. that has. And so you've laid out the roadmap better than anybody. They already know what to do. And if they're not going to do it is because deep down inside, they're happy with where they are. And I believe that that's an ambition problem. And if they say that they want to grow and they want to do this, they're just saying it and that's okay. I'm not going to correct them. You know what? We get plenty of people that I, so even though we're 95% like inbound leads because of SEO and everything mm -hmm. else and or ads <clears throat> or your conference. It's going to change after this podcast. <laughs> There's going to be a number one lead gen. <clears throat> um, so even though uh, it, it's, we have, we rely so much on inbound, I stay sharp. If I'm at a traffic light and I see a wrapped car with roofing on it, I'm going to dial that number. Or whenever I have some time and I'm just like, you know what, I got to stay sharp. Let me do it. I'll I'll get Google uh, business profile and say um, then in whatever area that I want to grow. And I'll get on the phone for 20 of them. And I'll, let me see how far I get with these people. By the way, qu uh, true story, uh, how ABC got me back in 2013. I started my business. I did not know anyone from anywhere. And uh, I had a Volkswagen Jetta, fully wrapped. Storm Group MN was the website on it. And I got a call. I'm in business like two, three months. I think I opened an account at United Products. Now it's Beacon. And this guy calls me. He's like, uh, is it Dimitri? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, I was behind you in this traffic light. I'm a sales rep for Jim is the name. Uh, I'm a sales rep for ABC Supply. Looking in the system, we don't have an account with you. Can we? Can I buy you lunch? I'm like, you can buy me lunch. So I sat down with him. So he opened me a credit line, I think like $10,000. Up until that point, I never have a credit line with anyone. And uh, he brought me price. I think I was paying like $84 a shingle back then. And I did not like it because I did not appreciate it. It was way more than I should have. I did almost a million dollars first year in business. And then what started happening, everybody was coming to me and asking how much business I do. So now, now when you make it, Past first year, it's a bidding war. Everybody wants you. Mm -hmm. So now I have Narendix, I think the company, Beak and a few others, they're coming in. It's like, oh, you're paying how much? How about you pay 76? So I call Jim. He's like, Jim, why am I paying this much? He's like, oh, I can do better. I'm like, why don't you just do better? Why do I have to ask? Mm -hmm. And that's how ABC lost me. I think I've done business with them a year or a year and a half. But once they sign you up, they don't care. Like you, you, you could go to 100 million. I feel like if you really value my business and if you really know my options, 
you should be competitive, not me. You should come to me to save me a dollar. And if you don't have my best interest in mind and someone not necessarily underbids you, but bids you against you and brings me more value, why wouldn't I? And I remember I went from 84 to like 75, 76, just like that in the next year. And plus accessories, plus there, we still have the Menards mm-hmm. in town and nobody could touch Menards. So it was it was a good time. I remember those two years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for some reason, some of these big raps, they they become lazy. That's, that's what I think. I remember I did my first EPDM job and I called a light, which is Beacon now, and I asked for a quote. And for 60 mil, the guy quoted me $1,200 a roll. And I did not know what it should be. Like, I've never done commercial roofing, but uh, I got this job. It was like three rolls. That's what I needed, 24 squares. Did it myself, residential job. I walk in the Menards, and it's six seventy nine a roll. And he bid me 1200 yeah, yeah, because I was crazy. newer account. I'm like, and I feel offended i feel like you don't have my best interest you you're like you're my enemy <laughs> I'm, you're doubling the price of what i should pay you're taking advantage of me this is not a partnership and so i call him i said listen i don't know you that this is my first pdm job like fourth order why are you quoting me 1200 dollars when it's 679 and tell me please how your product is different because it's the same identical brand he said I'll beat that price. And I think he did 674. How do you go from 1200 to 674? It's like now you lose all your credibility. So you tell me you could do that and you still didn't do it. I'm like, I don't think I want to do business with you. <laughs> yeah, he won the battle but lost the war. And on well, a long he, didn't, enough, he didn't win the battle. He well, didn't get any business from me. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what happens is that they're not thinking on a long enough time frame. They're not thinking about being around for a while. And that's the mentality that needs to come back and eventually it will come back. There's, There are so many intelligent roofing contractors out there. Mm-hmm. We talked to them, and we met plenty of them at, at, at your <clears throat> convention. Roofing process conference. Yeah. And those are the people that are our customers. We cannot help the people that don't want to have an office, and therefore they don't see the value in buying in reasonable bulk minimums. We can't help those people. Eventually, if they want to get to the next level, whether it be from 200,000 to a million or whether it be from 5 million to 10 million, whatever that number is, again, numbers don't matter. Life is an algebraic equation. When you change the variables, as long as you know how to do the problem, you will always solve the correct answer. You'll always have it. It doesn't matter what the numbers are. They're just, it's variables. Hmm. Know how to solve that problem. You got it. <clears throat> and, and that's perfectly fine. You know what? The people that lack the ambition, the people that are happy where they are, when I'm at a stoplight and I call uh, these people uh, just last week, didn't answer. I was like, fine. I hung up. I get a call right back immediately. And I say, you know, my usual greeting. And the gentleman says, very nice person, I'm sure. God bless him. He says, don't ever call me. Great. Thank you for letting me know that. I put it on, boom, make a note not to bother that person again. And people that have closed minds, nobody can help them. Those wonderful operators that are doing an amazing job. Why do you think he said that? Was it personal? Ambition. Because he's happy where he is. He doesn't want lower prices. He doesn't even want to contemplate the idea of anybody ever helping him. And there's either they're going to have a skeptic mentality or they're going to have a mentality that is always curious, always looking for opportunities. 
what type of business owner are you going to be? And this, not just in roofing, but in any business, you're going to separate those people, and those are going to be the top performers. Pareto's principle will always be around. 80% of the volume is going to be sold by 20% of the operators. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we're... 100% agree. Wanted to provide special value okay. to roofing insights, roofing contractors, clients of yours. You have an amazing audience. Thank you. And hopefully you appreciate it. We want to provide you an additional 2% discount for the products that we sell by using the promo code Dimitri. Okay. Nice promo code. We're also going to put a link uh, on our website. If you go to roofinginsights.com, go to partners or products we recommend. Link to the roof store will be there as well. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Please comment below. What do you think about the topic? I welcome all my comments. Even if it's a little hate, even if it's controversial, do not worry. Thick skin here. We can uh, manage some hate. If you're skeptical, if you don't think it's for you, I still want you to comment your objection why this is a bad idea. But if you like it, maybe give advice, maybe give feedback. I welcome all feedback from you. Please comment below. Give it a like. It truly helps algorithm. And I'll see you guys in the next video.